about watching that television show I taped yesterday? You know, I feel like the thing to do for a bit would be like an editing gag where I put in all of like a bunch of old episodes of us talking. You know, I I don't do the editing, but that that still seems like a lot of work and I would not ask you to do that. Yes. So instead, this is going to be our opening. That's the bit. Us thinking about a bit is going to be the bit. Oh, wow. So so we're we're into it now, right? This is is podcast. There is no no uh, pre-show like we fully. We're fully engorged. We're bored. We're in there. We are in the belly of the beast in as weird and uncomfortable ways that you could possibly imagine. Well, yeah, like those, guys, those guys are like 30 meters tall or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want an audience, if you're there and you'd like to write to us what you think it would be like to be swallowed whole by a Zentradi, please do that to my private email, not the, not the show one. Maybe they just want to see it. All right. No, <laughs> not that I checked that one anyway. I, I did sign in and keep keep it signed in at some point here in one of these email apps. We've, we still haven't gotten any emails. You want to be the second real emailer and not some scam telling us that we are the 29th most popular TV review podcast in Japan, which uh, apparently uh, I looked it up on another website, not advertising to us. So we appear to be the 203rd most popular TV review podcast on Apple Podcasts in Japan. So if you're one of our Japanese listeners, th- thanks. Uh, is that just default? Is like how how, how did we get there? <laughs> we have one listener in Japan. I don't know. Well, if you're uh, if you're there, you know, email us. Any anyway, uh, welcome to Do You Remember Robotech? This podcast hopefully will be very very short because we're yeah. discussing an episode which is ninety five percent a clip show. And there's not a lot to talk about. And then we also have a, a little comic book. And, you know, I, I like it okay, but we're not going to spend a huge amount of time talking about it. And that comic book is Robotech Macross Missions. Not Macross, Robotech Missions. That would be silly. Whole other thing. Manny, uh, but how are you doing? What's up? Uh, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, I have not recently pooped, as you have. I, but, I, but... I was bathing. I did not poop. I don't know. You, you like, like uh, you, when you put me on the call there, there were some grunts that I, though, they, those were very, some very poopish grunts. <laughs> Look, do we all not poop in the bathtub every once in a while? <laughs> Gross. Yeah, just you, do, you, the, do you. the step on the waffle thing, right? I hope, I hope no one important is listening to this podcast. I realize if we go past this part, we'll have nothing left. So we need to keep, keep stalling. Manny, what is, what have you been watching or playing lately? What have you been doing? Oh, what did I, I? I feel like I watched something. What did I watch? Oh, no, I watched Robotech. <laughs> Stop trying to segue. I don't want to go there yet. <laughs> um, I watched uh, lots of, I watched like a, an altogether too long, like one of those three hour YouTube, uh, like video essays yeah. talking about how the Hobbit trilogy sucks. 
and like the guy did one three hour video on each of the three movies and then like a three hour video like like oh i'm just this is my final essay my final analysis on the hobbit and like it was just three hours of, of him saying like oh yeah it sucks do you agree uh yes for the most part i've heard those hot movies are real bad the uh, the first one has some redeeming qualities to it uh yeah. the first one or the second one you know maybe in a pinch the third one no stay away from that no i've only read the hobbit and i've only watched lord of the rings so i feel like i've had the best media combination there to do uh the hobbit trilogy movies will be coming up again in a later section please look forward to that yes all right do you you want to ask me what i've been watching or playing or should i just ask myself uh i mean i can ask you but you usually tell me anyway okay so go ahead. I've been watching Bleach. I'm in the Arankar arc. There's guys with swords. There's a guy that has like an octopus thing. Wait, there's a guy with a sword? Is that what you said? There's many guys with swords. Oh, yeah, okay. With swords. A lot of swords. Some of the swords turn to giant poison babies. Those are cool. A lot of fun guys in it. The uh, Some of those Arankars are pretty hot, especially the, the main one, I think. Pretty hot Arankar. What, what is an Arankar? So do you know those edgy pictures at Lunchbox likes of, of Bleach where Ichigo has his like little scary mask on? Yeah, yeah. Is it like a full mask or a half mask? Am I thinking of something else? It's occasionally half, occasionally full. Okay. Depends on what he's doing. I was, so I was the, thinking uh, I was thinking of Troa from Gundam Wing. Yeah, he's also in a wrong car. So <laughs> there's there's a the uh, kind of the bad guys are called hollows and they're like little spooky ghosts. And those are, are those masks and, and people can like be part hollow and uh, the Arankar are like a, a sort of special hollow that are like boosted with a magic stone that was in the main character that got slammed out of her through a fist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, are, are, are these hollows anything like the nobodies from Kingdom Hearts? Um... I not really. No, there, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, although I would say like Organization Thirteen is pretty similar to like the Iran cars. I think there's a very similar thing going on there, where they're numbered and they kind of get along the other power structure. And they're all uh, lame. But, yeah, they're all lame or cool, depending on your point of view. I think I think it's a very similar amount of lame lame to cool ratio between Organization. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, like they've got the, they've got the mix down. The recipe is perfect. Do you think how many members of Organization Thirteen could you name? Uh, Zenmus. Yeah, you're out. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, there's a book guy. He's cool. His name's Zexion, I think he's got a book. He reads. Oh. Is is it just one book, or does he have like different books? I think it's like one book he's holding normally, but like his attacks summon more sub books or something. Okay, because you know you don't you want more than just one book. You know you yeah. don't want. You know what if we finish it? What are you gonna do? Start over. I feel like us having a podcast where you watch the same thing twice in a row are in no position to tell anyone that they should only that they should have more books. Uh, you're right, but also I watched other things. You watch other things. We're fine. You know, we I have do. lives outside this podcast. I don't know if people know this. I definitely do have a life outside of this podcast. Oh wow! Anyway, are you <laughs> taking a dig at me? Like, I definitely do. I don't know, but I don't think you do. <laughs> I was taking a dig at myself. Um, okay. All right, that's. 
Probably not. Uh, what I, I watched uh, episode one of The Curse, uh, the new Nathan Fielder show. That's a lot of fun. I, I say fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's great, but it is also like a nightmarish watching experience. Uh, I think I've heard someone say it was like uh, uncut gems mixed with the rehearsal. I would agree with that. Have you seen? You haven't seen either of those things. So no, you're just saying random okay. words to me. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, well, if that means a thing to you, and it sounds like uh, you might like it, you should watch it. It's uh, very good. I've only seen one episode because that's all that's there. But I'll continue watch those. And then I uh, played Shadowrun Dragonfall. I beat it, and I'm playing Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker or Waking That Wind. Uh, the original version, not the HD superior I have, version. I have an HD mod with like an HD texture mod going on. Yes, yes, but the HD version has HD in the name to to differentiate it because it is different. Yep, I, I and superior. We'll see. I'll I'll take I'll look at a playthrough of the HD version and see what I think afterwards, and then I'll have an opinion on it. Before you you just yell at me, I don't even got an opinion to yell you back with. Anyhow, uh, yeah, but yeah, let's whatever. Let's 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 get on. Shoot, next segment. What's what's who's the the voice actor? This is the the sound effect for the <laughs> voice actor corner. Uh, Manny's voice actor corner. I'm Manny. Uh, we're talking about voice actors. I'm in the corner. All right. Uh, today, uh, because there's really only one character in this episode, uh, it's really just uh, the captain. So let, let's let's take a look at the at the voice actors for the captain. What do you do? Uh, what is he, who plays him? Well, Henry J. Global is voiced by. Uh, it says here it's Greg Finley. Greg Finley, uh, he born in 1947, so he's got some years on him, even even when he voiced uh, Global. Uh, the only thing notable that I saw in in his bio is that he's cousins with uh, Rod Serling of the Twilight Zone fame. Wow! You know, welcome to the. You know, I, I actually don't know what he says. Not much, not much going for him though. Uh, he also plays a, a general Anatole Leonard in in Robotech. I'm not sure which part. Of Robotech, but we will hear his voice again. He That's also has told story and the masters. Okay, uh, so. I don't know what that is, but I look forward to hearing him. Uh, is he going to be like? Is he going to do like a like a Jeffrey Combs thing, talking to himself, or twice in the same episode? No, it's it's a different part of Robotech. There's no characters that cross over. Okay, all right, too bad. Um, it says here many many. Uh, it says here, but I wrote what what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, he has uh, many, many, many additional voices roles in in animated shows, movies, and video games, uh, including Final Fantasy X and and Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. So you've heard him before, apparently. Uh, but other than that, no, no other big role that I saw that was like, oh, look at this. I saw. He's got a bunch of live action stuff, but also just like bit parts. He plays like a lot of uh, armchair generals that, you know, are like, don't do this. I'm not going to approve funding for this project, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Greg Finley. Thank you. I look forward to hearing the rest of your performance as Captain Henry J. Global. Captain Bruno Global, though. Mm -hmm. Now, this guy, this guy uh, is voiced by Michio Hazama, born 1933. He is uh, best known for, uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but like certain Japanese voice actors are almost not contracted, but they're, they're just like, oh, I 
I dub over this actor for all movies that they do, right? Yeah. So uh, Michio Hazama is is the voice actor, the go-to voice actor for Sylvester Stallone. Uh, for wow. D- for Dean Martin, uh, for I think Steve Martin also. But yes, he did Rocky and Rambo. He's he must be like buff in real life. I think you have to be legally. No, I mean you can you can you can be scrawny and have a buff voice. That's you know that's that's fine. It works. Okay. They don't have to look at you when you're just doing the voice. That's that's the trick. You know that's why we're here. We're just doing the voices. We're just talking. Right. Yeah, we're we're just talking. Yeah, I think that's something only cops say when they're about to like book you. <laughs> I'm just asking questions here. <laughs> uh, he voiced Splinter in the uh, 1991 Turtles movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That's cool. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's a good. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, he, he voiced Q in uh, Star Trek. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Oh wow! I'd love yes. to hear that voice. Yes, in the Next Generation Voyager and. In Lower Decks. They got him back. They got him back in Japan, too. Uh, what else here? He's Count Dooku from Star Wars. I think uh, the animated stuff, I guess. And and the movies. The, uh, well, the movie. Uh, no, he, Count Dooku was in both movies, in episode two and three, right? He got killed in the end, uh, in the beginning of yes, episode three. Yes, you're, you're right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all that there. Yes. Uh, he's also Gandalf in the Hobbit trilogy movies. Ooh. But not the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay, so he, and, he, he, if he were listening right now, he would have. He'd be like, "Oh man, I love. I, I can't, I'm so excited to listen to an episode of of this popular podcast." And he listened to us talk mad shit about you know the Hobbit movies, and and now our Japanese fan base is down to nothing. But he was the one guy that was listening here. Uh, I'm just gonna say that uh, Sir Ian McKellen put in a great performance in those in those three movies. Okay. I, I mean, Michio Hazaba, not, that's her. I don't, Sir Ian McKellen would never. No, no. And I'm that. saying that I'm pretty sure that, that Michio Hazama, you know, just matched, matched the, the gravitas that, that Sir Ian McKellen brought to the role. I'm not, I'm not dissing. I'm dissing, I'm, really, I'm dissing the movies, the production. I'm really curious what his Rocky thing is. Like, do you think he does the, the Rocky the accent? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good, that's a good question. We should find out. I want to see like how Sylvester Stallone says Baca, you know. Hey, oh. Baca over there, huh? like a little bit like that. <laughs> that was oh. very good. That that you know that's fine. <laughs> Just keep it in. Uh, that's fine. I like it. I'm gonna cut it out. That's gonna be my my text message tone for when you send me a message. <laughs> uh, um, one last one here. He's yeah, yeah, on. he uh, voiced in Final Fantasy Remake Intergrade. Do you know what that is? Is that just like the 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 port for the new consoles? Or is that like the second? I of think the that's, that's the the thing with Yuffie. So Yuffie has her own DLC. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. It comes in. Yeah. So he he voiced a character called Chocobo Bill. <laughs> cool. I don't, I don't know who that is, but the picture looked really cool. That is the person who owns the Chocobo farm in Final Fantasy VII. I'm pretty sure. All right, that, that's Captain Henry Glow or cool. Bruno Glow. I've I've one last thing before we finish out this segment, which is that I found an actor's reel for for Greg Hinley that I will play over when I edit this. And I'd like uh, I'm streaming it right now for you, Manny, and I want us both to, to watch it. It's about one minute, and I think uh, I think it's really special. All right, let's go. Okay. 
and I'm going to start it in three, two, one, go. Hi, my name is Greg Finley. I was born in Los Angeles, California. I've been doing voiceovers for the last 25 years, pretty much exclusively. The last thing I appeared in was with my good friend Albert Brooks, uh, Defending Your Life. I played a used car salesman. I've done literally 2,500 movies and television shows on sports broadcasting, background voices, you name it, I've done it. So I'm an intermediate skier. Uh, I love winter sports. Um, but uh, right, my, my main about. sport now is golf. I prefer comedy over drama. But for example, I just finished playing <laughs> Gerard Carrier in Phantom, the American version of Phantom. It was a real discovery for me to see that I could really, you know, I could do that. I could generate that kind of you know, soul felt sorrow and angst. You are now, my son. He, he... Do you know oh. you're my son? <laughs> you became my whole life when your life was begun. What are these days, Alice? To the moon! I'm a bad boy! <laughs> but this is really the new face on the block. <laughs> well, you never know. It, it could happen to me. <laughs> Someday, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. That's good. That's good. Thanks, Greg. Really uh, great. He is an actor's reel that is one minute, and he does manage to fit like seven of his hobbies in there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> shout out okay, to Greg Finley. You want to get to know him? Any comments in there? Let's let's see. Top one comment by Apathy Guy. Thank you for Robotech, a highlight of my childhood. Uh, give one, him a thumbs thing, up. Thumbs yeah. up this comment. All right, I'll thumb. That's I'll a down. <laughs> All right, thumbs thank up. you, thank you. Even even though he has a dog profile picture, and I usually do not do that. Shout out to Greg. Thank you, Greg. Shout out to Greg. And shout out to Michio. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Michio. Where's Michio's funny little uh, actors? This is called on YouTube, by the way, just Greg Finley underscore final underscore zero one underscore actor underscore dot mov, (laughs) which is amazing. Yeah. That's Uh, that's the name it should be. Anything else in this channel? Yeah. Uploaded by a channel called Your Web Guru. It's very strange, very strange thing I'm, I'm now looking at. Okay, I, back back on on track. We're doing a great job of stalling, though. I think I think this is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for Manny's voice in your corner. I uh, pass it over to you now. Thank you. What, what are you going to torture me with? We got a little stand. It's a standing ovation. Everyone clap. I demand clap. I demand it. Clap twice in a row. Grumble, grumble. Clap three. Overlay chain editing. Overlay the claps three times, alternating. Shannon, add a add a funny little clown noise in there. I'm the Joker, baby. Shannon, say say the the sound you made when you now regret having to do all this extra editing work. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> go go on, everyone, go and look at the beautiful pictures I prepared. I've got some nice pictures. Oh I'm well, say, yeah, I need I need to bring that up. Where? God damn, I literally told you to do it. Not you, audience. I'm not yelling at you, audience. Audience, you can take your time pulling that picture up. I. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at Manny. Manny's All right. better. I'm here. But I'm I, here. Let's go. I have our stand. It's called Moody Blues. Uh, feel, go, go take a stroll down. Just look at the, the four pictures I have here. Uh, I'm going to say this is my favorite stand of all time. Oh, wow. This stand looks, uh, I'm going to say it looks cool. Oh, Manny. See, Manny, everyone watching the show thinks Manny's a mean guy, but he'll say a nice thing to make you feel better once in a while. Yes, I'm just saying <laughs> this just so you'll feel better. Uh, it, it also looks a little bit uh, plain. Not not a lot going on, but, Manny, but I like God, it. You need to describe what it looks like before you say things about it. Okay, okay. I'm getting I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. So it looks like 
it's a robot wearing some kind of purple skin. Yeah. Uh, it has like long flowing hair, but it's also part of the skin. It's just one little bit. Yeah. Like the Noid ears. Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, the, the Noid from Domino? We're, we're not going to talk about the Noid. We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> you uh, Noid? It's got, it's got like, what, what, what do you, what do you call those things? The, the little hollow when you, when you're playing like the toy tennis and it's got those, those plastic oh, yeah. balls with holes in it. I, I know what you're talking about. I, well, yeah, yeah. it's got, it's got those in its shoulder and its uh, hands and in its eyes. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. I it, 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 also, it almost feels like one of those foot clan ninjas from TMNT. Yeah. And, and the most maybe distinguishing feature about it is of course, uh, on its forehead, there is a an, an uh, what'd you say? Is that analog? Is that the word for an analog like clock display? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So an analog clock display showing uh, about six digits. Uh, it, it looks looks very cool. I love this guy. I think this guy extremely cool looking dude. Great, great little color scheme. I love the the way his eyes look. Uh, yeah, he's, love, he's got uh, that Frieza purple going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I have a cute little chibi version of of him and his stand user down below. Because I saw they were on the wiki, so I want to add those to you. Look at those cute little guys. They are. They are cute, little, and guys. All right. What do you think this this fellow does? I'm going to say Manny. What this fellow does here, extremely related to, to this episode. Sometimes, I'll admit, I'll be a reacher. I'll reach and say something that's only a little bit related. This guy, extremely, like, 98% related to this episode. Okay, so... uh in my description, I left out that it almost looks like like the stand is wearing like like one of the like a, like a diving suit type thing, like zipped down to the crotch, like not zipped up, right? Okay, yeah. So, and and that along with the clock, I'm gonna say like like maybe the clock starts at a certain point, and and you know it reaches like let's say five minutes, and then the stand activates its power and it can go back in time five minutes when it exposes, you know, when it grabs the 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 two splits of the bodysuit and it opens it up like like a like a you know it's showing you the goods you know what i'm talking about i i mean i don't i don't want to say do you know what i'm talking about in response to do you saying show show you the goods yes uh, but but yes i i understand it and let me say manny probably not not a fully correct answer but i think like the best answer you've given to that question in this okay so, so so is it like a time loop situation? So yeah, you got the time thing right. It it is a replay thing. Let me let me just say uh, what what it is because um, I think I think almost like you you more JoJoified it than than it actually is. Uh, so Moody Blues, very cool power. Not really a combat stand. Uh, what it can do is it can replay past events. So every event that has happened can be exactly recreated, even if uh, it would be impossible. Like for example. If you're like recreating a memory of someone hearing music, uh, music would come out even if there's like no stereo. Uh, and then uh, additionally, the timer on its head shows like how far back into the past that it's replaying something. So it's used like in the show for like investigative purposes uh, a few times. Oh, so like, can it can it only go up to like 99 hours because of the time? Oh, no, no, it's I don't know if the exact limit is, uh, but it takes longer the farther back you look. Like it took about 10 minutes. To find something that happened about 15 years ago. No, oh, that's not that long at all. Yeah, yeah, not not terribly long in the scheme of things. Uh, and so, like, you know, if if you're like, hey, there's a guy here, what was he doing? You just see exactly what he was doing. 
Uh, the other cool thing that this stand does is that, uh, and like part of its ability is that it can like um, use its recreated memories to do things that would need a very particular set of skills to do. Like for example, they're in a plane and they don't know how to fucking fly a plane. So the like, hey, just uses the memory or like, you know reenacts uh, like the, uh, a pilot flying a plane to fly the plane. Okay, yeah. So there was a pilot. Uh, yeah. So there was somebody with the ability to fly the plane, and because there was someone there, it is able to. I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think he's like mimicking the exact actions too. It's just like you know when you're flying a plane, you're going to do the same stuff. You hit the same buttons. Yes, the yeah. fly button. Yes, <laughs> he hit the he hits the fly button. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think this guy's cool. Uh, and of course, you know, replaying stuff very fitting for a clip episode. Pretty pretty clever choice, huh? Uh, yes, I hate that. Uh, there were there are stands for any occasion. <laughs> uh, I'll take it as a compliment that I've I've actually done a good job of, of finding stands for every occasion. Uh, yeah, what's what's your overall thoughts about about this guy? You said you like the design, you like his power. You like his uh, yeah, I, I like the design. I like the power. I got nothing against him. Is is this a a, a good guy, a villain? What am I looking at here? This is a good guy. Okay. Well, I mean, he's a gangster. He's he's a member of the Italian mafia. Um, but in in comparison to worse members of uh you know the the story in in this part in particular, he is a good guy. Why is he doing those those hand motions on the on the left image there? It looks like i'm I'm watching a uh like a rap music video and he's and uh, the guy's like rapping at me that's that's Jojo. They're always doing poses like that, okay, yeah, they're little little wacky wacky poses um yeah, I like I like his his user design too. Uh, fun little fun little fellow. Yeah, and that's that's standing ovation. Thanks for thanks for being here. And now, uh, what was that? It was like five minutes. That was, that was record time. Let's let's get this. Let's keep the train rolling. Yes. All right. So this is where we would normally do summaries, but uh, global and global's report are the two episodes we watched today. And they are, uh, of course, both clip shows featuring a, a little bit of added dialogue from uh, the captain himself uh, that's uh, overlaid in some parts and a one new scene at the very end. And I thought, you know, don't be good instead of just describing the episode. In my summaries, I just wrote out all what they say in Robotech and me and Manny are going to perform it for you. What? Yeah, we're going to perform the, the last scene for, for the audience. This comes as a surprise and a shock <laughs> to me. You say that as if you, you like, it wasn't actually a surprise. You say that like you're pretending like it is. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm trying to keep my cool about it, but I'm inside. <laughs> I'm boiling with rage. You're panicking. <laughs> okay. Uh, so go, go down to my, my summary. I did try to look for a script, but I, I just had to pause it and write it uh, myself. Uh, do you want to be Lisa or uh, the captain? Uh, I will be, uh, I'll be the captain. All right. Okay. Well, you, you, you're the first line then. Uh, episode 14. Episode 14. Yes. What is it? I thought you might like some fresh coffee, captain. Thank you, Lisa. That that was very kind of you. Mmm. Smells wonderful. Did not realize what time it was. There we are, sir. Then they, they look at like the... Of the beautiful sunrise. Yeah, like like he opens the curtain and you can see the sun. The sun is it a sunrise or sunset? Ah, oh, who fucking cares? Ooh, well, I never thought I'd see anything as beautiful as this ever again. 
Yes, I feel the same way. You know, I have a confession to make. Now, it seems a little silly, but I had a bad omen when I took command of the ship that something terrible would happen. It's a feeling that's very difficult to explain. That something terrible would happen to us. That we would be changed forever. Well, Captain, in a way, you weren't wrong. <laughs> what is this line? What is this line? <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> that the, I, I, I did not realize how funny this was until I had wrote it down for this transcription. <laughs> the ship still has its secrets, Lisa. But what? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's the episode. That's all the new content we got, baby. Yeah, so it it is funny that they you know the the thing that Robotech keeps adding that there's a weird secret on the ship. They do mention it in this episode. They don't mention it in the original. That's the difference. Hey, big difference. Big difference. Uh, all right, let's. Okay, uh, you know, thoughts is that it was a clip show episode. You, you you don't need to watch this if you really want to watch the very last scene of it. I guess you can. It's just very nothing scene. Not a lot going on. Uh, you got any notes, Manny? Uh, I've got four notes here. Uh, I can read, read mine or you can read yours. Um, Go. First note, uh, they cut out the beauty pageant in Robotech. Like, it's still there, but they cut out, like, 75% of the scene. Oh, huh. I, I, look, I'm going to be honest. I was skipping and fast-forwarding through this. I only stopped to get the new content. Wow. What a cheater. It, it, like audience, if you're upset at me for doing that, you you go go yell at me. If enough people yell at me, I'll go back and I'll just watch the whole episode. But it's it's literally just the same stuff. I promise you, I saw all the new content. It was okay. Uh, I've got two more notes on uh, on the last scene here. Uh, Robotech has much much more coffee smelling than that cross <laughs> does. Like yeah, I, I don't think I don't think anybody comments on the smell of, of the coffee in Macross. That's good coffee. That's good coffee. Uh, let's see. And also in that scene, there was a like. I don't like the Robotech opening theme, yeah. but but there was a flute rendition of it in that scene that was pretty good. <laughs> right. That uh, all. Uh, I, 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 mean, I was. I gave you some time so that you could drop in the flute rendition that you probably are are not going to find. Maybe just. Uh, I don't want to. I've already, I've already gave myself so much editing stuff for my funny jokes. I don't want to put stuff in the episode that doesn't matter in here. Uh, and my yeah. last note is that uh, in the replay of the interrogation scene, when uh, when Misa Lisa kisses uh, Hikaru Rick, and uh, these Entrati guys see the kiss, my note says, Dazzle floating away in disgust from the kiss is still very funny. <laughs> that's a good bet alright my my notes uh, I put it was it, they, they noted in Macross that it was only about almost a year so they added in a whole year in Robotech for some reason. oh yeah 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 that's a note uh, Macross two years Robotech one is that or backwards uh, back, backwards Ro- Robotech two years yeah okay alright which it, I mean, it makes more sense because we've, like you said last time, we've only seen one birthday from in May. Uh, I wrote uh, that they were doing some full barrier research. That's cool, I guess. Uh, I thought it was a little fucked up that Misa Lisa is still on like coffee duty, even though she's a captain now. A little bit yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Uh, uh, did she only have one cup or two in that? Like, was was it coffee for them or just coffee for him? I I don't know. All right, go on. 
Um, I, I there's just a funny line I liked in in Robotech. Uh, he's describing uh, he being the captain is describing the, uh, the the big fuck up where they're trying to do the anti gravity stuff and all the anti gravity falls out <laughs> and yeah. his phrase like we were uh, unsuccessful, <laughs> which kind of got me. Robotech Bruno also called out some of his people like oh these these guys should get commendations I like that oh, good guy nice. good guy Robotech Bruno. Captain yeah. Global. Yeah. Shout out to Beta Bruno. He knows other people are better than him. Uh, they they noted that um, there is a apparently a new recovery system for transformation that I don't think was explicitly mentioned anywhere. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think that was implied just because of you know they transformed once and they saw how bad it went. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know because they I know they they mentioned they just evacuate. So I wasn't sure if. That's just the new plan is that they just evacuate whenever anything bad's going on, you know, transformation wise. Yeah. We saw the, the blue wind gang get left behind. Yes. All right. And then I think just one more note here. Henry has a cute chuckle when he, he talks about the beauty contest. You know, <laughs> we even organized the beauty contest. Morale was high. <laughs> we even organized the beauty contest. Yeah. And that's all he says. Yep. It's a good line. That's all you need. The ship has a secrets, Lisa, but what? No, that's a good question. I guess we'll find out soon-ish. Oh. Yep, that's, that's the episode. That's it. If you don't, you don't need to watch it. We, we did, and we're here. And I don't know. Any, any last thoughts on it, Manny? Um, no is an acceptable answer. Nope. Okay. Let's get on to the next thing. We read a comic book called Robotech Macross Missions. Oh yeah, Manny, I did. I did read that. That's right. Yes, I read it out of order. I uh, they don't have it like the the issues clearly shown. So I accidentally read the second one, then the third one, then the the first one, and that, that was uh, a great experience. I, I can see how you would you would do that though, because the the second one kind of picks up, and you're like, uh, I can see this could be the beginning of a comic. Oh yeah, I I didn't even think that it it was that weird. Um, I mean maybe a little bit. Because uh, I mean, we'll get into it in, in a second, I suppose. Let's start with the uh, the summary. Uh, Manny, once again, I'm going to subject you to do the five sentence summary. I, I do not remember enough about this comic for that. You want you want to like alternate sentences? Uh, hold, on, one hold, sentence, hold on, then I'll, oh, that, that sounds uh, fun. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll do my own five sentence summary too. Uh, I read all three issues, but I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Ken Sato? Is that him? Yeah, that's it. okay. Yeah, iconic guy, Ken Sato. Yes, always I'll never forget Ken Ken Sato. Uh Ken Sato's a rookie pilot. He goes uh on his uh Ken Sato rookie pilot is in the bar with his team hitting on a woman uh way too hard when they're called out for what do you call it? A mission, whatever? Yeah. A sortie. Yeah. All right, that's one. Okay. Uh, in the sortie, his entire squad just fucking bites it. Okay, that's that's two. You're still on issue one. Uh-huh. Uh, he gets recruited to some sort of research and development group to to make his uh, his fake gun tanks uh, <laughs> better. <laughs> and the uh, 
the the lead of of the fake gun tank R and D is the lady who was hitting on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we we got we got the whole conflict of the book to put into two more sentences in the conclusion, Manny. You got this. Um. Then. Why does he have a bruise on? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, you should see a doctor if you're wondering where uh, your bruise came from. Uh, sentence three is going to be four. You already had your sentence four. Three. Oh yes, that's right. And I attempted like to cheat. Uh, sentence four. Uh, the the Macross is landing in the midst of combat uh, when more of uh. Kensato's uh squad is killed one while one is uh in the water once the Macross has landed uh he and he goes to rescue her that was that was a little bit of a weird he goes to rescue the pilot and then uh uh, he goes to rescue the pilot period Okay. okay all right okay uh a disgruntled and drunk former comrade of his previous commander uh parentheses who died but i forgot to mention explicitly uh what's that uh, i don't th- i don't think you mentioned that his commander died you mentioned that a bunch of people died but uh, i mentioned his whole squad so you know that's okay. implied. That's okay. implied. uh yes whatever i said before <laughs> <laughs> this is great uh, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot i've, I I've had it. a little i've had a little bit of vodka here we're, we're going uh a disgruntled former whatever I said is drunk and he attacks uh, Ken Sato with his mech and Ken Sato has his own mech and they're having a bit of a, of a fight, a punch up, a throw down, uh, if you will. And then uh, somebody that's... else stops them and that's it. I, you see too how, first of all, great job. I was truly ear to ear smiling that whole time. <laughs> S- second of all, uh, so it, the, the opening was a little bit weird. I was like, I wonder if I messed up. It's like, no, this is like a media res. The, the one thing that confused me about starting at issue two initially was that, ah, like, were we supposed to know about this bar scene? It's like, okay, I guess it was like in, in media res. You know, we were supposed to imply that, that they have this, this prior relationship. And I think it still works for that. Um, it might even be, uh, and it is funny too because like he, the Ken Sato is like extremely heroic and brave in issue two and three, so not in issue one, <laughs> not in issue one. So so going back to that felt a little bit odd too. Uh, but um, the, the thing I was going to mention about the ending was that having issue three be my second one, my thought was, oh okay, yeah, this this makes sense as an ending because it's like an, <laughs> an ending to an issue. I wonder what's no, going to happen. The ending. Yeah, and then I started issue three, and I was like, "Oh wait, that was that was the ending, huh? Weird." Somebody else <laughs> came up, and could you tell if the guy died or did he just pass out drunk? I think the... he's, I think he's dead. I think that's like the like. I mean, surely it's like completely meaningless if he's not dead, right? But he was still like speaking drunk while he was being carried out by but, but by he Sato. Like, he was like being heroically like carry and, and then Kensado was like comforting him he was like yeah don't don't worry dude like we're we're all here for you uh fuck what, what does he say he's like oh yeah he, he was the best we, we're, we're brothers yeah that, that's what he's, he's talking about like like you know yeah 
everyone in the squadron were brothers and, and the guy died like yeah you're my brother dude did i get him did i did it beat him up did i beat up that guy and ken's is like yeah yeah you guy you you got him good that's that's <laughs> implying he's dying but also like he just doesn't want to deal with a drunk yes uh that's so it could be, either way uh but drunk or dead is, is slightly more possible in my eyes yeah I think this is a very funny comic. I don't think this is good, but it is it is kind of what I was hoping a bad Robotech comic to be in the way that that Megastorm was not. Uh, do you do you think that that little lore drop bit about 15,000 people dying in the trip is true? That was crazy. Right? That, that was, I, I mean, I don't you mean true as in like as in canon to Robotech is it going to are they going to bring it up? Are they going to bring up that they started with 70,000 people and got to earth with 55,000. Uh I don't know. I think I think we can take it as as canon for what we're doing now. I, I mean keep keep in mind I I think I think this is very true for both of us and that we do not care for the canon of, of Robotech in like the a way a company might of like doing a continuity check. But I think we can, you know, we may as well take it as like hey this is the thing that happened in this universe um uh, in relationship to what we're we're watching currently, you know, like yeah, at least like we we don't have to think about it afterwards. But for for while we're looking at it, we should uh, we should take it as like, hey, what are the implications for this world? Yeah. Uh, so in that yeah. sense, yeah, I think I think we should say like, yeah, that's crazy. That many people died, according to to this. Um, go are you, you going to talk about the uh, quality? Yeah, I mean, have you have you said actually first? Do you did you like this? What'd you think? Would you like broad broad strokes? What'd you think about this? Oh, uh, I don't know. I had a really bad first impression of Ken Sato, and I just I didn't I couldn't like him at all throughout. So so it, it was hard to like the comic because of of the character. Yes, Ken Sato, by the way, does not appear in anything else. He is uh, only only for this comic. Uh, yeah, his his introduction. Uh, Manny mentioned it. He just like. I mean, pretty reasonable. Like he just freezes in, and that's a battle. Uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, like the first fight he's been in, but I think it's it's what's implied, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, freezes. for sure. Um, like the like in the bar scene, they were treating him as like the the rookie, the new rookie, right? And everyone there dies, and it, like his commander punches him in the face. He's like, "Hey, you fucked up." Now, I, and even I was like the commander is like, "Go and like talk to the uh, the wife." of one of the guys who died because of him to go apologize. Not, I mean, not apologize. Like, yeah. Hey, this guy fucked up and killed your, your, your husband. Uh, but he doesn't have no, to no, 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 that's not, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. No, 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 no. The, the commander, the commander is like, like clean yourself up punk. Uh, uh, at least you don't have to go talk to his wife. Like I do. And then, uh, and then after that, uh, he said, uh, I talked to his wife and, and I gave her a better version, uh, a good, uh, die to war hero story as opposed to everyone just dying immediately. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I was saying he wasn't apologizing for him to, to the, the wife. He, he just did a typical military, like, hey, I'm so sorry your guy, uh, your husband died, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Um, and yeah, and then he dies himself. And then he kind of does not. So part, part of, uh, sorry, sorry to anyone who deeply cares about Robotech Macross missions for me keeping uh for me continually using my weird watching experience as as a way of relating to this um it's, it's truly not the pure way to experience it i understand it but that being said it does fit very well too because none of the stuff that happens in the first issue in regards to ken sato 
being like a coward who can't get over it. That doesn't like really come up again for the next two issues whatsoever. Would you agree with that, Manny? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think that punch really did it for him. Right, the 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 commander that goes on to be killed, and yes. that the drunk guy is trying to avenge. Yes, you know, gave him that punch, and I think that that punch really it really straightened that kid out. You know what yes. I mean? It, it yeah, fixed him. It's it's really it's really Gundam uh, of that of them to do that. But in the context of a story, so this is a I forget if we've said this, but this is a a three issue. Uh, like side story that takes place basically around where we are in the show, like episodes 13 and, and 14, like they're uh, nearly back to earth and they arrive back to earth at like uh, around the, the end or so. Uh, and it basically features mostly uh, only new characters with uh, a little bit of the captain is in it. And then we have like one panel of, of Claudia and, and uh, Misa, uh, but the rest of it is just like all new people uh, that do not show up in, in any other uh, Robotech thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, of course, in, in the show proper. Um, so, like, really just operating on a story of, like, hey, this is the story we're going to do in three issues. And for that, it is very strange because Ken Sada does not really go through a hero's journey. Or if he does, he does it entirely in issue one. And then issues two and three are, like, their own separate weird story that has a, that very strange conclusion. Um, and I, I like, think if if that hero's journey is... In issue one, it is like maybe four pages of issue yeah. one. Yes, it's very odd. Um, there's some there's some other stuff in in this that I thought was was interesting. There's a uh, <laughs> and I don't mean like the giant. Uh, th- there's a bunch of very funny advertisements in the middle of these. Did you see those? Yeah, yeah. Like though <laughs> they keep like and and it's just showing like booby ladies. I don't, I don't <laughs> need that. Let me let me read this ad. Jason Waltrip's Amazon Gazonga, quote, bad girls of the jungle. Who's the baddest, most bodacious, beautiful babe in the jungle? Amazon Gazonga, that's who. And she's out to prove it to the young woman of Amazon City who must undergo the rites of passion, sorry, passage to become full-fledged Amazon warriors. Uh, insane. Big Can Gazonga capture a man? <laughs> Um. So yeah, there there are there are some weird 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 plot things in here, including uh, a little. We get another mention of propaganda that I oh, think is is pretty uh, interesting. Hold on, I just read the last sentence yeah. of that ad that you're okay. talking about. Can you yeah. read that sentence? Okay, I'll read. I read that sentence. Who will win out? Watch as the battle of the bulge begins. <laughs> oh, Jeez. yeah, it was a picture of a lady with big boobs. You probably could have guessed that from from the description there. Yeah, I think I think most of it is in issue two or so, uh, but there's a fair fair amount of information about like the propaganda that's that is mentioned a little bit in macros that you think is interesting. Yeah, yeah, like they're hiding it even from from the the their own military by shuffling them around so much that yeah. that the crew doesn't notice how many people are dying. Yeah, uh, which is which is really interesting. I think I think it's a, a really cool thing. Uh, we also get a lot of kind of the same vein like inter military um like command structure arguments which is really not a part of of like the battle the battle fortress macross that we understand in the show like there's a whole bit where it's a very like i guess a stargate or star trek scene where there's a guy who uh like he he basically uh they're, they're working on uh, it's part of the central plot of this it doesn't actually matter but they're working on upgrading 
uh, some, some new robots because they make a whole big thing like, hey, look, the, the budget, we'll get to that in a sec because I want to talk about the fucking budget because uh, if you don't understand how that works, but um, like, hey, the, the budget's bad and one of the engineers and along with Ken Sato both gets into the brig and uh, by one of the the other high-ranking officers who used to be the captain of the Daedalus, you know, it's one of the, the ships that's part of the, the Battle Fortress. And he's like, hey, listen, uh, he's, he's talking to to the captain, Henry Global. Um, and he's like, hey, listen, you, you can't override my command structure. And the, the captain is like, listen, once you, uh, when the Daedalus joined us, that made your crew mine. And then he responds like a little bit. He says, mm, I'll take your order under advisement, captain. Good day. And then walks away. <laughs> Did you see the, the little speech bubble that he murmurs? Yeah. Any minute now, Miss Minmay will be running this ship. It's <laughs> <That's> very <laughs> funny. Uh, so that that's interesting, too, because it's not just like not a factor that shows up in uh, the show at all. Um, I don't know if there's, there's anything more there, but uh, what, what did you think of the budget shit? I was I was so confused when I read that. Uh, I mean, How does how does the budget work it, when you're like you're on a ship by itself? Yeah. Like what, no... what is the economy in the ship? Like where's, where's the budget coming from and where's it going to? What is, what's going on? Yeah. Like it's a military vessel and they, and, they don't have, you know, any current like means of funding for like R and D or anything. They just have what's on the ship. They just have what's on the ship and what they took from the Island. Right. Yes. Yes. That, that's correct. And I guess later on Mars. Um, yeah. And and there's also talk of like budget or supplies from Earth, but also there's like lines in there that are like, oh, we can't get anything from Earth. Even <laughs> when they're down on, on the ground on Earth. Like it, do, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode, but this doesn't make sense to me right now. Right. Uh, part of this does feel like the, the author – uh, whose whose name I have up here, but uh, part of it feels like the author had just decided to make a like fit in a war story, in you know, which in, in many ways will include these sort of things, like yelling at the brass about budgets and like, hey, you know, your your budget cuts are meaning that that more of our soldiers are dying. That structurally makes zero logical sense in, in the structure of this world. Um, that, but it is very very funny to think about. I guess that. They they love capitalism so much. They have somehow found a way to inflict capitalism on a, like a military only you know and civilian vessel uh, with with no civilian government um, or functioning economy. There, there are still budget cuts somehow. And yeah. even if there were budget cuts, how do, how does that transfer into into these fake gun tanks having less <laughs> armor on them? Right. Uh, they can't, I afford. I, I do like that these guys weren't pilots of Veritex. They were just the the fake gun tanks that we see get like destroyed every single episode, right? Yes. Were, were they called Destrons? Destroids. Destroids. Yeah. Uh, they they cannot turn in, into ships. There's no girl walk in there. Um. Let's see. I mean, there's. Uh. I I I did, did enjoy reading it. There's there's quite a few fun fun little moments. Um. And even like little small moments. I did like the. Uh, the civilian scientist who we mentioned that gets hit on. I like her quite a bit. Her name is Dr. Lee. Uh, and um, she doesn't really have a lot to do past like the beginning of issue two. Part, part of a part of what's funny too, is me starting there is that I thought like, Oh, she's the main character. She's like really important. And like this budget thing is like going to be what it's about. 
although it just kind of stops being about that for for quite a bit <laughs> um it's very all over the place uh, i i do also want to mention uh the art for this what what did you think about the art for macross Midnight's? uh most of it is fine uh you you did you did point out some panels to me oh yeah but when when i was on issue 3 and i went from page 7 to page 8 like it it hit me like uh like oh shit like <laughs> like they 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 ran out of of money or ink or or something from between page 7 and 8 because after uh I mean, look at that page. That guy, oh, it looks real bad. It looks real bad. Yeah. And the the very last panel of this comic, like it, it is, it is, it looked, it looks like the guy took like two minutes to draw. Just it's like weird because I think that you might be able to get away with saying it's an artistic choice if there were not very similar looking unfinished panels throughout this as well. Yes. Uh, yes. It's it's, really... it's the inconsistency of it all. Yeah, and and I don't I don't know. This might be a fault of of maybe like the scan or something. I don't think it is because it seems like it's numbered correctly. But did you notice in the last issue that there's a bit where um you know the the drunk guy who's fighting, uh, or sorry, uh, Ken Ken Sato first uh, in in the uh, comics says like, how could I be as Entrati in response to nothing? And then like a page later, he uh, the the drunk guy calls him as Entrati spy. Ah, uh, yeah, that might have just been like a pages pages in the wrong order. Yes, I was I was very confused about that, but once again, it could be that issue. Um, and in regards to the unfinished stuff, I do have an amazing quote. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this uh, oh. by the the author's name, William Jang. I think I showed it with you, Manny. So yeah, don't be too surprised. But an uh, issue one of this, um, the the artist and and writer William Jang, who's basically just worked on some other Robotech comics, uh, including Robotech Mech Angel, which looks cool. I also did a um, Ninja High School featuring Speedrunner book in 93. We care about Speedrunner, sorry, Speed Racer. <laughs> uh, but here's, and so it, it's a big long thing about how he worked on it, but here's the uh, the big quote. Quote, there simply wasn't a budget to tone my artwork. So I improvised by attempting to balance the use of blacks and add a lot more speed line work than I had originally intended. However, I did manage to grab a bit of the discarded tone to complete a italics few panels. Where where is this quote from? This is this is like in the issue. This is like I believe issue one, just at the very beginning. Um, the the artist William Jang has like a whole page about like describing how he was working on the comic, and you know he, he didn't really have time to, to do a lot of stuff. Things, but he just he just admits in this like in the pages of the comic itself hey sorry i could not finish this 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 is this is an unfinished piece of shit oh, he doesn't say that he, he does say he still thinks it's very good uh but but typically if you're going to complain about something being unfinished it would be like not in the thing that you're buying you know yeah that's 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 an interview you give 10 years later right right i feel like i'd be pretty pissed if i was like a kid like buying a comic and i was just like reading uh, reading about it in the comic and the guy's like hey sorry i didn't have time to finish this they didn't, they didn't give me the money they didn't give me the time to do it uh, good thanks thanks for giving me your quarter kid uh sorry it's not it, it's in a um it's actually in issue two i believe not not one 
Uh, oh, yeah, this is funny. When I did a few issues of material with Eternity, I was inking mainly with crow quills and technical pens. Of course, I wasn't too proficient with them, and it slowed my pace. Uh, <laughs> ink, wait to dry, ink, wait to dry, smudge fix, etc., as well as disrupted continuity, detailing with the switches of pages to and from the drying rack. Sorry. So is he is he saying, that, if I'm understanding that right, is he saying that it's his fault that there's like continuity issues in the pages of the comic? Like is it yeah, thing? That, that's what he said right there. See, I think that's a Trotty thing. It's just because he he, 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 was, he fucked up. And look, I get it. Look, working for businesses is hard. And I think like generally his art is pretty good when he has time to do it. I don't think eventually. Like, um, this, is, this is a pretty well-drawn comic. Uh, nothing amazing, but like pretty well done when it's not unfinished. But just the fact that he's... He he wrote a thing. I was like, oh, man, I, I I fucked this up entirely. <laughs> Thanks for buying it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, any other uh, bits from from this comic you want to point out? Ah, uh, no, that's that's about it. I've not much else going on. I like I like <laughs> the cameo uh, of uh, Roy hugging Claudia in the background somewhere. Yeah, I forget cool. I forget where that was. Cool covers. I like the covers of the guys. Yeah, the covers are, are real good compared to the comic. Yeah, they, they have they have the 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 drunk soldier. Uh, I, I I didn't. I, I'm just looking at it now. I didn't realize he had like a little. Uh, what do you call this? Like a little rat tail type thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I was right. Like, like a little a little Obi Wan tail. Yeah. It 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 is wild to go against this way. Um, would would you? So it, it, once again, our, my final thought, it's very funny. It's not good. It's, <laughs> I think it's great that it's literally just unfinished and the guy apologizes for it in the comic itself. Um, I don't think it's a story that works really on any level just, just because it's not um, like the, the main emotional ending of it is about a guy that just shows up and gets drunk and tries to kill the guy for no reason. Yeah, yeah, not like about the, Kensato. The, the main conflict of this thing shows up in like the last seven pages or whatever it is yes and, and like you know we're we many are media geniuses but we're we're not media dunces this is not a situation where it's like a metaphor about some of the other stuff that's been going on it's it's completely unrelated to all of Kensada's uh you know heroics and and stuff like that it's nothing to do with like the idea of cowardice it's just a guy that um got really drunk and, and angry and then died tragically i guess so weird um would you recommend this comic, Manny? Uh, no, I would. I would not. I, I think it's it's too long for what it is. Yeah, like, like you you could like if you could tell the same story in just the first issue we watched or read. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel about the same way. I think if uh, you want to laugh, it's uh, it's a you you could do you could do pretty good with with reading this and seeing the side story of iconic guy. I will say Ken Sato. In terms of guys that will stick in my memory for Robotech, uh, you know, comics is probably probably number one in there. I'll I'll never forget Kensato. I'll say, I'll probably forget Kensato. Uh, do you think Kensato, when he was uh, by the bedside of the pilot he rescued, chatting her up, uh, do you think he was hitting on her? And then when he saw that she had a ring and she was married. Do you think he was disappointed? I think that might be the implication. Uh, and she she says she says she's not married anymore, right? Yeah, she just has the ring on for good luck. 
Yeah, yeah, which is, I think, a little weird. But, you know, a wedding ring costs a lot of money. I, I get it. Uh, three months salary, apparently. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's uh, the, the the very weird, funny Macross missions, uh, three three issues. Um, yeah, that's that, that that's it. They're they're fun. It's it, it's a fun time. So you want to see the Avengers of Kinsad? I, I wish I wish there was more of it. Truly, which I did not. I think the the last one we read was like more competent, but I didn't come away with it wanting more. I kind of want. I, I I like another issue. You know, I, I wouldn't make you read all of it in the same time. I would have maybe evened it out, but um, I would like to see more adventures of, of Dumb Kensado and the Don't Matter Gang. <laughs> the uh, Don't Matter Gang. Yeah. All right. That's basically about it. Uh, next time we're watching a real episode, episode 15. And I think we're reading a, another comic as well. I hope not. Yeah. Um, it's in the schedule. It's in the schedule. I put I put a comic down. I wasn't sure about I, it. I did not sign up for all these comics, man. <laughs> you kind of did. I didn't but even I'm... sign up for this podcast. I was drafted into this. <laughs> uh, just just like Kenzada, you were drafted. Uh, I, I have in my schedule for Robotech Vermilion and two question marks. So will we read Robotech Vermilion? Maybe you maybe you just need to wait until the episode comes out to see. If, if we don't do it next time, we'll like, probably look at what you did to this episode. This was supposed to be a short episode. We're at an hour now. <laughs> Great, I love it. You know, I'll, I'll say okay. I'll say we'll we'll skip. Um, we won't have one next time to give Manny a little comic break. We'll probably cover it on sixteen if uh, nothing uh, stops us then. Does that, does that seem fair to you, Manny? I mean, it, it is, it's a, a compromise. I'll take okay. it. We'll do the compromise. And yeah. Um, any, any final thoughts on, on this podcast, the time we spent together, the time we've, we've nurtured. Uh, I, uh, you know, I was, I was going to say something, but even that, that's too mean. Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to say, I cannot wait to hit stop recording on this. <laughs> that's too mean. I don't want to, I'm not going to say I, This is a fun podcast. I think it was a good one. And energy's high. You know, audience, I'm going to tell you a little, little behind the scenes. Uh, whenever I we finish a podcast and I'm like, oh, I think that was a fun one. I think, or I think it was a good one. Manny does never, never response. Complete silence. Then we talk about something else. Good. Yeah, we have <laughs> other things to talk about, right? <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's uh, Manny saying he's, he's tired. He's ready to probably go play some PlayStation 1 games or something. Uh, audience, I hope you too go play some cool PlayStation 1 games. Uh, I don't. Did they ever have a PlayStation One Macross game? Uh, yes, yes. The, I think it has like a like a four disc type situation. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, PlayStation One is a cool console. Uh, and your uh, your audience, your well, not your audience. Well, Manny, your audience is cool too. You, the audience, are cool. And I'm gonna say something to you. I've never said even once in my whole entire life. I love you. You love me.
Do You Remember Robotech? is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.